Welcome to episode 525 of Salcedo Paranormal. And tonight I am sharing true paranormal stories from the web. As always, you can find all episodes of the show along with links to social media and other ways to contact me at the podcast page. And that is Salcedo Paranormal dot podbean dot com that's s a l s i d o paranormal dot podbean dot com always happy to hear from you all whether you have comments or questions or topic suggestions or stories of paranormal experiences whether they're your own or from others that you trust happy to either read those or have you join me on the show to talk about them thank you all for listening whether you are here on for the live streams on discord or if you listen to the podcast or YouTube feeds, or on the Trouble Minds Radio Network, KUAP Digital Broadcasting, there you can hear replays of two episodes of my show every night um, at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, right before Trouble Minds Radio comes on. I also like to thank, as always, Michael Strange, host of Trouble Minds Radio, as well as Liam Martin, host of the Exile Minds podcast, for producing these shows and adding the music and uh, that you hear on the station, and then putting them up on the station. If you'd like to support the show, there are some different ways to do that. You can always share the show with others, and rate and review the uh, show on your podcast platform of choice. You can also find um, books I've written, paranormal fiction and nonfiction, over on Amazon. Uh, you can also sign up to my Patreon page, and there is uh, one episode there already and then one will be coming soon um i'll be doing one of these actually this kind of episode every month uh true paranormal stories from the web and uh that is um it's always available to anyone who signs up at any uh membership tier level there or you can just make a one-time donation uh through paypal and uh support is never expected but always appreciated um especially if you'd like to see more sort of um, book reviews of material that you'd like me to research, um, some things I try to stick to the public domain things uh, because they're easier to access and summarize, but also I wouldn't mind researching some other things. Problem is I have to do it in audio format. So, and those, um, those are not always cheap. So, um, but so anyway, yeah, um, help is never expected, but I always appreciate it as there are expenses from um, equipment to research materials, as I just said, to uh, travel expenses in some cases. And um, I think that covers everything. Thank you all for being here. I see you all there in the chat and uh, in the channel here. And uh, yeah, so I'll get started on these stories. And um, glad to be here. I've... Um, my eyes have recently changed a bit and kind of gotten worse, so I have more headaches and um, and or worse headaches here and there. But uh, I just I can't stop doing these shows, so I'm going to continue doing them as long as I can. Um, and let me see here. So I think that covers everything. Let me get to the files, and we will start. So this first one says, once I find it, okay, there we go. Excuse me, this first one says, This happened when I was five to seven years old. It involves a recorded magic show where I was part of the audience. Audience, excuse me. 
the magician performed a trick where he held up a card showing only the back and asked viewers to think of a card. Later, while we were at our babysitter's house, my sister, friends, and I put in the VHS, and that is a videotape for anyone that is a little bit younger, um, to, of the show to watch it. About six of us kids took turns thinking of a card, and the magician on the tape revealed the thought of card accurately each time. The trick worked consistently for every one of us with different cards each time. I don't know if there was any way for this to be faked, but it seemed odd to us at the time. I tried to find that tape years later, but haven't been able to locate it. My sister also recalled the incident. She, she, excuse me, she shares, if I can speak, my interest in finding a logical explanation for the event. Still, we haven't found one yet. That's where that one ends. And to me, that is amazing. Keep in mind, that is no internet. There is no active cameras going on there that can be sort of picking up on, I don't know, anything really. No audio. That's, I mean, as far as I know, I almost wonder if they were somehow projecting onto the TV themselves. If there was some kind of a group, the energy there from all those people that were some sort of changing the way they viewed what was actually on the screen, uh, or if it was something paranormal, some other source that was wanted to give them a magic trick of its own of their or of their own. Um, I have no idea, but to me, the fact that it's on videotape, it's not on even on live TV. Um, uh, to me, that eliminates eliminates a lot of chances of it being faked, uh, at least as far as I can tell. So I thought that was an amazing one there, um, and I, I I do think that in in certain cases, I don't think all the time as much as we'd like it to, but in certain cases we can affect the the human mind and energy can affect reality around us, and it sounds like in that one case anyway. Um, they were they were doing that. They were affecting either what they saw on the screen or possibly the screen. I don't even know. Um, also, though, it's odd that the, the tape is missing. So I wonder if that means anything or not. If somehow, I don't know, some kind of a screen memory is involved there for an event that has nothing to do with that magic show um, or not. I mean that really. I have no answers here as usual, but um, but yeah, that that's. I, I thought that was an amazing one there, and that goes beyond just a, a, a sort of a um, stereotypical ghost story or, or um, UFO story or cryptid story. That one is just just odd, just paranormal in a way. I think so. That's why I wanted to share that one because, um, and I feel like I've heard similar stories of things. I mean, I, I guess I've, I have. I mean, I, but the ones I'm thinking of more, are more recent. Um, odd events surrounding screens, surrounding TVs, surrounding what are 
in a way, just um, they are sort of scrying mirrors or scrying screens and um, projections and all those other things, all, all the energy that goes back and forth uh, between people and the electronics behind the screen and all those things. That seems like maybe the earliest example that I've found on this show um, so far. And I wonder how many others are similar, similar stories are out there of people remembering things sort of a certain way from a videotape. I guess the only similar thing we have so far from the show, this show is the one, one um, shadow figure that was um, on a screen in a vehicle. It was a DVD player and it was a kid's movie and these kids saw a shadow figure on the screen. Uh, but when they played the DVD back, um, I can't remember if they played it back or not, but they knew it was a DVD. So either way, that is also odd there. So it seems like this is an early example of that. I don't know. I wonder. Yeah, I, I, that's, I, I don't know what to make of that other than just what I've already outlined there. So um, I guess I'll keep on going here. Move on to the next story. And, uh, yeah, it's really weird. And now I think about how long it's been since I've used a videotape, a VHS, um, or even a DVD. Uh, the only D DVD I use anymore now is um, I have a copy of uh, Beetlejuice on DVD that I use. And it's actually not my first copy of Beetlejuice on DVD because I used to watch it so much and listen to it so much that I actually, like, somehow wore the DVD out or messed played it enough where it got messed up i did that to like two dvds this latest one is the only one that stuck because i don't i don't um put it on now as much as i used to because i basically memorized it and um and i have other things to keep me occupied and research for the show and everything so anyway that's funny uh getting back to the stories here enough about me and and uh VHS and DVDs. Um, let's see here. This next one says, this happened in 2010 at a movie theater in Chicago during a science fiction movie matinee. My best friend and I sat in the balcony, alone in the room at the time. My friend went to get popcorn and soda. I heard a chair squeak behind me indicating someone sitting down, though no one entered from the side. I felt a hand on my shoulder and saw red nails, a wedding ring, wedding, and, excuse me, red wedding ring, and a pearl bl bracelet. Wow, I can't talk tonight. Anyway, a woman's voice whispered, pick up the phone when it rings. It's your mother. Do as she asks. The hand gently touched my hair, and I picked up the scent of floral perfume. My friend returned, asked about the lady behind me, but shadows made her features unclear. The theater lights dimmed, and other movie trailers started. Moments later, my phone shook. My mother then told me, of the unexpected passing of my grandmother. I needed to go home immediately.
to help with funeral arrangements right away to help my family out through this difficult time. At the funeral home, my grandmother had shiny red nails, a wedding ring, a pearl, a pearl bracelet, wow, can't say that word, and rose perfume, exactly as what I had seen and smelled at the theater. And that's where that one ends. What's amazing about that one to me, I mean, sad, unfortunately, that the grandmother passed. But it's amazing that the friend also saw them. Um, so I don't know how that works, but it seems like that the apparition was witnessed by just by um, the person that it was meant for, but also the friend. Um, really is wild there. It seems like she came to sort of help out. And um, I'm wondering if maybe the writer was not very close with her grandmother or something. I don't know. seems odd that he wouldn't have known that it was her uh, at the theater. But, I mean, I, I, it's hard to say. Um, I don't know with that. But that's amazing that, again, someone else saw her there even if it was just vaguely because of the, the darkness and the, the light and everything. Um, I, I wonder if when they turned, I'm guessing when they turned around, she was not there. Otherwise, I feel like they would have maybe mentioned that. Um, but yeah, that's an, that's an amazing one just because it seems like, I mean, otherwise, think about, about it this way. Maybe the, the writer, the person that had that experience Maybe they wouldn't have bothered checking their phone um, because they were in a movie theater. Maybe they would have just let, let it vibrate or whatever, let it shake, excuse me, and decided they would check on it after the movie was done. Um, I don't really go into movie theaters, so I haven't really. And the last time I went to a movie theater was so long ago. I don't even think I had a cell phone yet. Um, so. But, um, so yeah, that's quite the experience there. And that involved touch and, and sight and, and smell. So that's three different, uh, and then sound, the voice. So that's, that's four different, four or five senses. Um, and, uh, that's, that's pretty amazing there. And like, again, the friend saw them, the friend saw this apparition of a woman. So, um, really wild story there. And I bet you there are similar ones out there as well. I'm, I'm sure that's not the only one like that. <clears throat> and um, it seems like every once in a while, I'll find a, um, a, an account of an experience where it it sort of adds to, um, it sort of gives me two or more stories of a similar kind, or accounts of a similar kind. Um, so let's see here. Uh, Derek says, hello, Derek, in the chat there. Hello, everyone. Uh, a little unrelated, but when uh, she got told the phone call was coming, it re uh, made me think about how some entities come through the phone electricity and some don't have to, uh, like this one. I wonder if there are different types, different mechanisms or something. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so, yeah, it's hard to say, but with that, it's possible. I, I, I mean... Again, if it was 
I don't know. Maybe that she did come through the phone, through the device, somehow as energy, sort of preceding the phone call. Um, it's possible as well. I mean, really, if you think about it, I wonder if that means can they travel through? And I guess we've we've talked about this before. Can they travel through radio waves, through Wi-Fi waves, through all those things? Can they use that to travel? Uh, if they're human spirits, can they can they do that? I mean. There's plenty of stories of, of people having weird experiences with their phones or even their radios and getting a sense of it's this loved one that had passed. And, um, and so having that happen, that doesn't seem so unrealistic based on just all the different experiences I've heard about over the years and read about. So, um, but yeah, well, let me, uh, yeah, ghosts floating around on 5G, hard to say. Hello, PDG. Yep. So, um, and Derek says, yeah, exactly. I wonder if the human spirits are the ones that can just whisper to you in a theater and maybe a different type of thing comes through electronics. Yeah, we just uh, haven't labeled them yet. Yeah. Or if they can all, all do all the things. I think also it can depend on the personality of the of the, of the uh, spirit, if, if it's a spirit. Um, I'm wondering if maybe sort of how do I say this? If if they have vivid imaginations, doesn't make it easier for them to do things, to manifest in different ways, um, than versus someone that maybe is a lot more. And I don't mean any of this in a negative way, but just someone that is a lot more practical and <clears throat> sticks to things, um, doing things as they appear to to. That they should be done just different kinds of ways of thinking. I wonder if the different ways of thinking can lead or can make different um, different manifestations possible. So, but uh, I guess another one of those questions that we can't really answer. But let me get to this one other story here before we, because uh, we are starting to run low on time. Um, so this one says, let's see here. This one says, I worked in California hotels for eight years and had many encounters with the paranormal. That is someone I'd love to talk to. Um, at the time of this experience, I worked maintenance in a mid-range uh, hotel with a pool and restaurant. I was asked to, to change a sensor on an automatic uh, woman's uh, I'm sorry, toilet, toilet in the women's restroom by the pool. I installed the sensor and then waited for 10 minutes outside to give the device time to adjust as is required. My coworker, L, walked into the men's restroom, greeted me, and we talked for a little while. Another coworker, M, walked by to use the men's restroom and came out soon after. The timer on my phone went off to indicate that the device I had installed should be in working order. I asked M if L was still in there, but he said no. I checked the men's restroom, but found no one inside. Moments later, L arrived. Confused, I asked L when he left the bathroom. L claimed he didn't use it that day, 
and hadn't been anywhere near the area yet either. So that's where that one ends. Doppelganger, I mean, some kind of a weird time anomaly. Um, I don't know. Parallel alternate universe kind of thing, just for a moment. Those kinds of situations always make me wonder, especially when there's no... Like, you do hear about, like, doppelganger or, or mimic stories where there's a sort of, like, a neutral or, or even, like, a dazed or even, in some cases, a negative feeling that the, the witnesses get from this other entity that is um, appears like a person that, that the, the witness knows. And, and then, of course, they figure out that wasn't really the person they thought it was. Um, but then you have stories like these, experiences like these, where it seems like it, like ordinary conversation. The, the writer says they talked with L, this person, as they went as L went into the bathroom, and it didn't seem out of the ordinary. Didn't seem negative apparently, based on what they're saying there. Just seemed like regular, just. Uh, hello, that kind of conversation real quick while they were heading into the restroom. And then turns out that um, at least that version of that person somehow vanished from that room. So though that one was, was really amazing to me because that does not seem like your usual sort of doppelganger experience based on other accounts I've heard and read. Um, so, and I mean... It's pretty hard to sort of just fake a, a a situation like that where there's only one way in and out. Unless the writer just happened to completely be looking the other way. And which I guess is possible. But then why would L make up a story like that? No, I haven't been here at all. That just seems odd. So that is an amazing one there. Again. I think there are so many possible explanations for for or so many different things that can cause the same same thing. So many different causes for what can appear to be the same things, basically, as I'm thinking here. And to me, that's sort of a time anomaly and or some kind of um, alternate parallel universe slip merging some kind of thing is those are the things that make sense to me um, with that situation there. Uh, and, and I've heard, I've read, and heard similar stories of, of again, not that's not so much the negative or neutral or or dazed double of a person, as in where they may be sort of astral projecting or maybe some other entity. These seem like more like it may be the person, or a version of the person, and um, that the that the witness sees and sometimes even talks to. So, a really amazing one there. And, uh, yeah, I don't know what to make of that. Especially when it's, again, it's it, there's only one way in and out of a room, I'm guessing. Then that makes it pretty hard for that person to have just faked it. Um, and, again, if they, why, why would they do that unless it's to play a major joke, which I guess is possible. But I always like to consider the other possibilities of the, these other things that could happen that are not just pranks or jokes or uh, mistakes sort of 
those kinds of situations, I think it's um, important to consider the, the possibilities there of what could be going on besides the, just the mundane ones as well. So, but I'm guessing here, let me just check that I believe we're just about out of time. And uh, so, yeah, it looks, looks like it. Um, so, yeah, we're going to stop here. I don't know why it's saying 30, 33 minutes or whatever it is. But, um, but anyway, so that'll do it for, oh, there we go. That'll do it for today. I think I went a little bit long. Oh, well. Thank you all for listening, and I'll talk to you all in the next episode of Salcedo Paranormal. Take care.